Welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media's two food service brands, Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering Menu, Food, and Drink for both brands. Today I'm talking with Sabin Lomack and Jim Salikas, actual cousins from Maine who founded Cousins Maine Lobster. They started with one truck, a simple menu, and a commitment to source the best tasting and best quality Maine lobster for their lobster rolls. That caught the attention of Barbara Corcoran when the pair pitched the concept on Shark Tank. She invested in the concept and mentored the partners, and 10 years later, Cousins Maine Lobster has close to 50 locations, including nine brick-and-mortar units and an enthusiastic team of franchisees running both the trucks and restaurants. Listen as Sabin and Jim discuss why lobster prices have skyrocketed, the importance of keeping the menu limited to what they do best, how they spread the main spirit to both franchisees and customers, and how they strive to be the name and face of Maine Lobster as they grow. Welcome, Jim and Sabin. So glad to have you with me today. Likewise, we're, we are excited to be here. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about how you two started Cousins Maine Lobster and what happened when you appeared on Shark Tank, because I actually saw that episode and... I, that's how I got to know about cousins. Awesome. Well, we grew up in Maine. We are cousins, actually. Jim was the uh, the run to the family. I was one of the oldest ones. <laughs> and, you know, we, we grew up here. Uh, we hadn't seen each other in a while. College kind of, you know, goes that way. And he was actually out in Los Angeles visiting uh, visiting a friend. And I was living there. I sold real estate. So he he called me. We got together. We had dinner, had way too many drinks. And while we were at dinner... Drinking, reminiscing, talking about family and childhood and friends, we kind of came up with the idea. We said, we should do something together. We should be creative. We should work together. And we said, well, what do we know? You know, we're from Maine. We know lobster. And so then, well, how how would we do it? And then, you know, the more drinks, the merrier. And suddenly we were serving lobster out of a food truck. So we uh, we ran with the idea. About a year later, we opened. A couple months later, we were we were fortunate enough to go on Shark Tank and partner with uh, Barbara Corcoran, who is just unbelievable. And um, you know, the rest is history. That was ten years ago, believe it or not. Wow. So, you know, ten years later, we have uh, close to fifty units nationwide, and we are uh, we are rolling literally. Happy anniversary! Thank you, thank you very much. So, how did your main supply chain and sourcing strategy work in your favor? I mean, having that main branding is important to people when they, you know, associate Maine with lobsters. Yeah. You know, it was, it was just incredibly important to us that when we started sourcing lobster and we started looking for lobster, that it was the best product possible. Um, We didn't, you know, we didn't claim to know how to do it. We're not lobstermen. We didn't grow up in the fishery per se, but we knew that if we wanted to put the word Maine associated with our business, it had to be the best. And that was reminiscent of kind of our childhood and and the food that we grew up with. So when we started sourcing the product, that's really it. We just started looking for the highest quality. And just like anything, you can get lower grades of anything. And we chose the best possible lobster. We're really, really proud of what we we serve. Is there a problem getting lobsters this year? Because it seems like it's gone up in price a lot for you know, the average, I mean, it, I live in New York and so, and even if you go out on Long Island or to the Cape or to Maine, I know that they're much more, lobster rolls are much more expensive this year than they have been. So, I mean, listen, I think what's happened over the last year and a half, two years is obviously we had the COVID impact with pricing and then supply chain, no matter what it may be. 
And then, of course, inflation hits and, and prices uh, were going up throughout the world for almost any product. I think with lobsters, let's be clear, it's a wild caught animal. There's mm-hmm. only so many of them to go around and it's really hard to get them off the ocean floor to cities throughout the country. So inevitably, expenses went up to your point to some of the most extreme, well, to definitely the most extreme prices we've seen in our 10 years of business, which is hard. You know, it's something that we need to take as a small business and work with our franchisees in those trucks or restaurants and ourselves to say, what's the price point where we can sell to a customer where we eat some of that increase, we pass some on to the customer uh, very transparently so that we make sure the small business still runs and is healthy and that customers are getting, like what Saban said, the best lobster that we believe exists in the world, that they're having that same experience that they did two years ago, eight years ago, or on day one. So in that sense, the prices have gone up to your question really about, is it hard to get lobster? I think it's always hard, but I think we've worked really closely with uh, our purveyors, our processors, our partners back here in Maine to make sure that we're always staying ahead of the curve. This is what we have coming for growth. This is what our needs are going to be. And I think after we've built some real strong you know, trust and rapport, uh, especially from having been here, that allows them to understand the trajectory of the business so that we have our supply met. Got it. Well, I've seen one of the Cousins Maine lobster trucks in my neighborhood, and it seems like you have a very small space to prepare all those lobster rolls. So is there something, you know, some secret to doing that? And how do you train your franchisees to do that? I don't think there's a really big secret. When it comes to training our franchisees, the first step is actually them coming to Maine, getting them on lobster boats, and learning kind of about the main culture here. Now, that doesn't have anything to do with uh, serving, per se, more so about the appreciation of the delicacy that is Maine Lobster and appreciation for what we do. Uh, they do come to Los Angeles, do a 10-day training, and then we do another two-week training, then we do another 10 days when they open in their city. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the small space, you know, we work efficiently. We have a small menu. We're the type of guys that like going to places and not seeing huge menus. So if it's a hamburger place, just be the best hamburgers. If it's mm-hmm. Italian, hopefully it's not too robust of a, of a menu. So um, we keep it simple. Uh, we are very efficient. And, you know, we our goal is to serve as many people as possible. Because a lot of times, or most of the times when we go places, we have very long lines. We're very fortunate. So we want to make sure that we can uh, serve in a really uh, quick manner, but uh, maintain consistency, of course. And you also have some brick and mortar locations besides the trucks, right? Yes. Yeah. So- how many? Yeah, we, yeah, we have uh, we have nine restaurants right now, nine brick and mortars. We actually had a couple more, but inevitably with COVID, you know, for example, we had one in Times Square. Well, everything in Times Square, literally right by those red steps, closed mm-hmm. because they didn't want people congregating there. So you know, some of that happened. But in general, we just opened literally a month ago in Asbury Park, New Jersey, right on the boardwalk. It's oh. unbelievable flagship restaurant. It's just it's it, you're stepping inside of Maine from the food to the sodas that are main root sodas to all the decor. Um, and it's been wildly busy. So it's ex- extremely exciting there. That franchisee owns four other trucks um, and they're expanding into other states. So yeah, the restaurants have been really, really nice. It's just the difference. Do you want to know where a place exists and go to that address and that open and close hours? Or do you want to chase the truck and go to different events and breweries, et cetera? So two different models. Right. Let's talk a little bit about the menu. I know there are real there are fans of Connecticut lobster rolls. I'm personally a, a fan of the Maine lobster roll, but so you serve both kinds. Is that correct? 
We do. Uh, we serve both. You know, when we grew up, we kind of only knew about the Maine lobster roll. The Connecticut wasn't a thing that, that we know of around here. Before we opened, Jim had heard about it. And we said, ah, sure, let's just put it on the menu. You know, what the hell? It'll never sell. Um, and it turns out it's our, our top seller. Um, Good job, Jim. Good yeah. job, Jim. Good job, Jim. <laughs> our, our mothers would, would be offended because they are purists like yourself. They only like the Maine roll. Um, and that is really the more traditional route. Just a little, we do a little touch of mayonnaise. We don't mix it like a salad. We still want our lobster to shine. But uh, the Connecticut is certainly the most pro- uh, popular. Sauteed, a little butter, lemon, simple. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice. That's my favorite. And when it comes into a location, is it already out of the shell and in chunks yeah. ready to go? Okay. Yes, it is. Yep. So how many franchise locations do you have and how many do you to still um, run or operate? Yeah, so we have, uh, there's 20, we're in 27 cities right now throughout the country. And, you know, that's about 50 plus units, uh, whether that be food trucks or restaurants, we have over 40 franchise, uh, we have over 40 franchise food trucks, uh, the nine restaurants I mentioned to you. And we at corporate own six food trucks and one restaurant. Those trucks are in Sacramento, Los Angeles, Nashville, Tennessee, and Maine. Um, and our restaurants in West Hollywood, California. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a lot of growth and, and a lot of excitement. I think the coolest indicator of our system being healthy and people having fun and franchisees getting behind this movement is that the internal growth is really off the charts. You know, you start one truck and all of a sudden you want the second and the third and the fourth because business is there and it's exciting. Or, you know, you have a few trucks and you want to go to a restaurant or vice versa. You start with a restaurant and you want to go mobile and cater around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that type of stuff has been really cool because you're watching smaller family businesses start in different areas throughout the country and they're growing just as we did. So do you ever plan on expanding the menu or do you offer limited time offers occasionally to give people a taste of something else? Yeah, every once in a while we add some things. Um, and it's not to say that we won't expand the menu, um, but we're pretty comfortable with what we're doing. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, it's very popular. And uh, you talked a little bit about how you connect the branding to the state of Maine, but is there anything in your marketing or in the way the trucks present themselves or the restaurants present themselves that actually say Maine without mistake? (laughs) Jim, you want to give us that one? Yeah, I mean, sure. I think think the entire business speaks of Maine. I mean, one, we're cousins, we're family, we're from Maine and we sell lobster. So cousins, Maine lobster inherently through that. But I think the other piece is we've worked tirelessly over the years to make sure that our truck or our restaurant is showing what you're expressing. So we have large TVs, we have four massive TVs in the restaurant, two massive TVs on the truck that are literally showing your food and the, and the supply chain that exists. It shows lobstermen back here in Maine that we work with that are hauling the traps that are getting the live lobsters and kind of that, cycle if you will through the whole supply chain to where it ends up on the truck so that if a customer is eating a lobster roll in tennessee or san francisco or pittsburgh columbus or miami they know that they may not know everything because it's really hard to see until you live it but you see how hard it is to get from here in Mm -hmm. maine where we're from to all those cities and that should give some meaning to the quality to the price to what you're you know eating uh, unlike maybe uh, some poultry that was just dropped off locally for for other restaurants so I think that's a huge value that we're trying to show and share with the customer because we know it's expensive and we want them to know the quality and efforts that go behind that. Um, So I think we try to have that all over our truck as, of course, the social media and any graphics that is really connecting the whole story back to Maine where we're from. 
Do you ever have to educate consumers in other parts of the country? I mean, growing up in the Northeast, I'm really familiar with lobster rolls, but are people in other states as familiar? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the education is a huge part of our business. It's an ongoing aspect. It's something that's never done. Um, and it is, it is primarily for people who aren't from the Northeast, to your point. However, people from the Northeast still have a lot to learn. Um, whether it's about the sustainability efforts in Maine uh, or just a little more factual information about Maine lobster. Everyone can always learn more, and we, we try to do that. Certainly people from, uh, be it the South or from Texas or from California, they need a little more education um, because they, quite frankly, didn't grow up around it. Um, right. So I think we do a pretty good job of, of, of educating, but it's hard, you know, it's hard. You know, people don't want to be bored. They want to get their food and go. So uh, we tried to do that with marketing efforts, with social media, with messaging, making it fun and quick and concise as opposed to being just boring, which it can be. Are any of the other family members in, involved in the business now? Any more cousins or yeah, sisters, yeah, brothers? Well, my, my cousin, Annie, who's Jim's older sister, she's involved. She does a lot of our PR work and marketing and also, um, working with new uh, vetting new franchisees. She does a fantastic job. Um, Jim's dad, um, my uncle is, um, we'll call him our CEO. He's overseen all of our financials from the beginning. Um, my best friend from college, who is the godfather of my son, he's the vice president of our company. Um, we have a lot of friends who's, who've been involved for years, uh, very dear, close family friends. You know, and I'm probably forgetting some people, but yes, it's a, cool. very, it's, a very, um, it's a very special, special group of people. Is Barbara Corcoran still involved or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. very, very much involved. Yeah, she's she's remarkable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we couldn't have done nearly half of what we've done without her. You know, she's just she's just unbelievable. So we're very, very fortunate for her. And I know that, um, you know, you're very busy now, you know, with your 10 year anniversary and expanding. But. Can you talk a little bit about what's next for Cousins in terms of growth or revenue? Yeah. Or... yeah, I mean, for, for us, we're going to continue to do what we do, which we, we want to be the um, name and face of Maine Lobster. So when you think of lobster, you think of Maine. When you think of lobster, you think of Cousins Maine Lobster. You think of the Cousins. That's our goal. Uh, we believe that we serve the best lobster in the world. We're very proud of it. So if you're going to buy lobster, we hope that our goal is for you to buy it from us. Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to change pretty much anything. We believe we run a really nice business. We'd like to grow. We'd like to um, expand into cities that we're not currently in, um, but not at, the, um, not at the chance of sacrificing inequality or working with good people. We really, really pride ourselves on that. We call our franchisees family members. We're very, very close with them and they do a lot of hard work. So uh, it's not an easy business. We're not looking to grow recklessly and cut corners. Our goal is to maintain consistency and maintain uh, what we do at the highest level and, and grow. But no new menu items, sure, maybe every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But mostly it's just continuing to have fun. If you're not having fun, it doesn't, there's no point. Do you have any desserts? I can't remember from the time. Whoopie pies. We have whoopie pies, whoopie pies. which you know, people love. Yeah. Um, occasionally and seasonally, we offer lobster ice cream in some locations. So that's kind of fun. It's like a vanilla bean lobster with uh, poached uh, vanilla bean ice cream, excuse me, with poached 
Maine lobster chunks in there. So it's oh, kind of interesting. Good. Yeah. But no, it's really simple. The desserts, you know, maybe we should add a little more desserts, but no, most, most of the time people are there for the rolls. Maybe something with blueberries. Cause those yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've had times we've done like blueberry pies and stuff, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, desserts aren't a huge seller with us. No, I can imagine. So Jim, what are you most looking forward to professionally and personally in the next year? Professionally, in terms of Cousins Maine Lobster, I don't know if I'm going to be redundant here, but I think for us, we've just had so much fun doing this. And it truly is a family business. And when we find franchisees and markets, which is the hardest thing to do, that fit that mold and they get so excited and that they want to uphold that reputation, that's like the thing that keeps you motivated 10 years later to find more people that are excited to grow and, and be their own entrepreneurs. So that's my excitement professionally, grow more trucks, more restaurants, find amazing people and markets to fit that and to bring on the Cousins Maine Lobster story. Personally, you know, I think that it's, it's fun just to have two daughters, a two-year-old and a, and a four-month-old um, with my wife, Maggie. So like to me, just watching them change and develop every day is, is so fun to watch, but making sure that we're there, obviously, to include them in the Cousins Maine Lobster story, but also our own uh, you know, family story. So that's what I look forward to most. Well, both of you should feel very flattered because there are so many imitators now that have, you know, mm-hmm. tried to do lobster roll trucks and lobster roll concepts. And you were really the first. So congratulations. Well, thank you. You know, they say they say that it's a form of flattery. And I think we always are all about we never you know, we never uh, naysay any business. We're, we're here spreading the word of Maine and marketing and lobster and trying to grow it because it's good for our home state and the, and the tourism and the, and the lobster industry. So if others do it, it's great. If it's a form of flattery, great. But uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty excited about what we're building. Thanks so much for telling the story of Cousins Maine Lobster, Sabin and Jim. Please join us for more episodes of Menu Feed as we explore food and drink trends and other concepts. You can download this episode and past ones on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.